Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hey, welcome to the After Hours Podcast with me, Paul. Me, Mike. Me, Chris. And me, Dan. What's up, my ninjas? Okay. Uh, this week, we find out about a cat that does an incredible drum solo. Uh, we take a little bit of a left turn uh, and become the After Horror Photography Club for a while. And we all learn the true meaning of contendent mediocritate. <laughs> so boys what have we been up to i've been on the radio Ooh. Do, do that's it um i i got interviewed uh for local local radio uh local to you guys actually uh sunlight studios Never uh, do a weekly it. it's in gillingham it's like around the corner Never um, Jilly <laughs> Nevada Jilly. Is, is this a radio station that's in somebody's house? No, no, no. It's in a, it's in a proper studio. Did they confuse you for the Beast of Bodmin? And they're like, ah, oh, we've seen him. We can interview him now. <laughs> that's a weird reference. My friend, I've got a friend, and she she doesn't listen to this, and she won't. But she um she's terrified of greyhounds because she had a recurring nightmare as a kid that, uh, that the Beast of Bodmin bit her arm. And the beast of Bodmin looked like a greyhound. Okay, so I had two greyhounds when I was young. I love greyhounds, man. I know um, SJ's got one, so she's going to be sitting there going, what's the actual? Yeah. Is hers a greyhound? Well, it's a a lurcher, I think. So it's a cross between greyhound and something. He's part of the the long boy family. Okay, I get it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You you guys ever seen a borzoi? A what? Borzoi, it's like a long dog, and they look what? amazing. Uh, uh, hang on, let me find a picture and I'll, I'll put it on our group chat. This is so good for a podcast. It's well good. Is this I, still what you've been up to? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been googling pictures of dogs. <laughs> this week, I've mostly been googling pictures of dogs. Um, no, I, I was, I was on. Yes, yeah, so I was on the, uh, I was on the old radio. Um, just been interviewed about my comedy and my music stuff. Um, incidentally, um, after horror hams, if you need a session drummer or a voiceover artist, please you can get in touch with me. And if you mention the group, I'll um, I'll I'll give you some sort of discount. I don't know, ten percent off or something. I'm this job. week's I'm this week's sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he hasn't actually paid us anything, no, but I suspect there's a check on the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just check, um, you know, yeah. uh, in the yeah, mm, yeah, cool. And when we receive it, it go boing, 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 boing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> depends on depends on what day of the month. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's it, really. I, I was on the radio. Uh, that's all I've done all week. That's that's pretty much it. Everything got cancelled due to snow. I've taught some online lessons, um, and and went sledding outside my house in a box. That's that's all I've done. <laughs> I love it. We get two inches of snow in this country and everything grounds to a halt. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Oh, no, we've had to cancel everything because it snowed a bit. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't say this country like Scotland get two inches of snow on a normal day. Yeah, like, in the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah, they they can handle that. Um, <laughs> it, it's us southerners, us southern th- fairies. We just can't That's can't it. cope. It scares us. It. It's it's not our normal grass and concrete <laughs> and sun in the sky. Which you think, considering how the South typically votes, you think they'd enjoy you know seeing white everywhere. Whoa! So Chris, Whoa! what have you been doing? Uh, working. <laughs> I actually went out in the snow to just get some fresh air today for a walk and nearly fell on my ass. <laughs> nice. Nearly <laughs> means you ain't trying hard enough. You know, you're, you're sort of the one foot goes forward, the other one goes back, and you need to do the splits, one of them. Oh, God. But you still don't take, but you still don't take your hands out of your pockets. That That's important. <laughs> From what I understand, the best way to walk on ice is to do what penguins do and ever so slightly put your weight forward of, the, of your centre of gravity. Apparently, that's I'll, how penguins. Like, that's how I'll penguins don't fall theory. over. I have been. I have been. When I walk on ice, I always ever so slightly lean forward, and and I I'm not a very slidey boy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely reached the, the stage where my daughters where snow is no longer cool. So we got like, a few families in the close, and when we came back from our walk, which was purely to get a costa. Yeah, um, <laughs> little kiddies in the clothes came up and no, oh, do your girls want to come out and play in the snow? And like, absolutely not. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> asking them because they'll be on the Xbox. What the, the fuck is that dog? <laughs> it's a ball boy. I don't like it. Why? He's just got a big long snoot. He's all right. I wonder what he was talking about then. <laughs> Whoa! What the fuck? Chris, you're going to have to check the group chat, mate. Yeah, I'm on there. <laughs> anyway. Dan. I think he's adorable. So, oh, yeah. what have I been up to? Um, now I'm a single Pringle. Um, no, I hate that phrase. Don't say that, please. All right, now I'm a it, single. It literally, it makes me angry, that. <laughs> Why? I don't know. All it right. doesn't make any sense, for one thing. I, I, I thought it was clever. But yeah, okay. it means he's all in the tube on his own. Yeah, literally, I'm the last, last and... That nobody wants. And the crunchiest. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Pringles are known for working in pairs, is it? Like, there's fucking hundreds of them in that tube. Well, if you reverse them, you can make them a duck bill. So. I mean, there's not enough in the tube, but there are a lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been doing a, a hell of a lot of cooking, um, as most of the my followers have seen on Instagram, because I've absolutely spammed the shit out of them. Uh, with pictures, but yeah, your Instagram account's just become cooking with Dan, isn't it? It's not even that. It's just here's the ingredients and here's what I made with it. Not, yeah, that's the that's what I meant. Not was it nice? Uh, how did I yeah, do you it? You should or... review it. Those venison burgers look fucking amazing. Oh, and the steak. Oh, Paul, what, what have you been up to? Um, I bought a new projector. Oh yeah, so you had you had projector dramas. Yeah, well, not really dramas, just fucking annoyance. Okay. Where the, uh, it developed horizontal black lines, like really faint. They weren't like predominant. Oh my god! Considering was... that, considering the film we're about to uh, <laughs> review, that's fucking spooky. As long as it wasn't a picture of him, like faint, on faint no, black no, lines no. across. The... Well, fortunately, fortunately, the new projector came yesterday, so this was actually the first film I watched on it. Oh, you'll be all right. When did you return the uh, the previous one? Six days ago. Da, da, da. Ah, on the sixth hour and the sixth minute. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that should be a lesson to you. Don't buy unnamed electrical goods or name un, 
you know unknown brand always or, name your electrical goods that's what yeah. you're saying so when you when you get something in new toaster brian it's called that's who toast. that is um sandwich maker vanessa doesn't have to be a gendered name could be whatever right, you like before mike na- names every appliance in his house um <laughs> we watched a film didn't we <laughs> we did watch a film where did we, we watch that oh chris sorry it's chris we watched the 2006 watched. omen you probably did <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> we watched the 1976 omen uh, directed by richard donner produced by harvey bernard written by david seltzer uh with a budget of 2.8 million dollars and made 60.9 million at the box Oof, damn no wonder there were a load of shit sequels <laughs> <laughs> well the, the interesting uh, about um, um yeah the the interesting about gregory peck on it as well so it's like he reduced his uh, fee for the film to, I think it was like $250,000 in return for having 10% of the gross profits and Ooh, turned out to be the most. Nice. So turned he, out to be he's the Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Um, what's the, so, uh, oh, it's called Scale, isn't it? Where you, the Hollywood get like their basic standard rate is called Scale Pay. I don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. What a fucking wonderful time for horror movies the 70s was. It was, wasn't it? Do you know what? what, A wonderful time for movies anyway. Before we get too far into this, I just want to say I didn't realize until I started watching this yesterday this was a Richard Donner film. Yeah, me too. Blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't understand why that blew your mind. Well, because Richard Donner's not exactly known for horror films, is he? No. The Goonies, Superman one and two, and the thing, and the thing is, he was like a real driving force. There was a lot of back, uh, like backlash during the production of this film, and Donna was one of the people going like, "Nah, it's fine, it's fine, just keep going, just keep going." Yeah, it's crazy. Well, he did actually say he did actually say he didn't want it to be a horror film. He wanted it more family breakdown. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because there's an implication about them going insane and they're not actually being anything yeah. because you deliberately use anything supernatural. I, I thought that but, was because of the religious consultant. I was saying he's a he horror. He... Like, well, no, I suppose from a seventies point of view, yeah, it's it's definitely a horror uh, film. But yeah, before I... the before the likes of Star Wars and stuff, films didn't really know how to end. <laughs> I mean, they still don't a lot of times. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. And and the ending of 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 the Omen. I know we're skipping around. We'll get to a chrono in a minute. But the ending of the Omen was completely fucking changed from what they wanted to do. Um, Gregory, I don't know if you know this, but Gregory Peck's son uh, committed suicide. Yeah. A year before it was yeah. filmed, and so the final scene where they're like, and <laughs> like, now you're just gonna just gonna stab your son, and he's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then uh, they wanted it implied at the end they were gonna have three coffins, and they only did two coffins in the end because um, they were they uh, the studio stepped in were like, no, we want to leave room for sequels. So they uh, so they completely changed. Yeah, the ending. not just that, but I think it would have left kind of a even despite the fact that he's the son of the devil, it would have left a kind of a you know you can't stab a kid to, a young child to death in a film, and and still expect to have been the protagonist. You know, devil or mm. not, mm. it's not, yeah. in, just in case. Like, um, if you do, say, say you babadooked it, <laughs> and you read it all as an analogy, and it is just the breakdown of a family, then he's just murdered his son. Babadook, that's a god awful film. Well, the Babadook, yeah, fucking hate um, it. Right, the thing is with the Babadook, I don't want to get into that too much because <laughs> yeah, we didn't watch that. But yeah, I also didn't like the Babadook. 
but I've only seen it once, yeah. and I've heard that if you watch it a second time, that it's brilliant. Really fucking hate that kid. Yes. <laughs> and another kid I hate is the fucking kid in The Omen. That little cunt won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, but weirdly, <laughs> he's barely in it. Yeah, but I know. But every time he's in it, I hate him. What do you mean he won't goes... shut up? He doesn't say a word until... Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't say a word. That bit, where, yeah. that bit where they go to the church, although that was unintentionally fucking hilarious, when they go to the church and he just starts screaming, and then the guy that's open the door from him just goes, oh, no, we won't be having that. Yeah. <laughs> just closes the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the driver's like, well, I guess it's home time, and just starts <laughs> driving home for no reason. So uh, I read... Uh, love that. I read that um, in an effort to get a, um, a more realistic reaction from the kids um, off camera, Gregory Peck would insult him and try and scare the kids <laughs> in order yeah. to, to method act yeah. the, the, um, the response. You're a prick. Yeah. And action. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're yeah, such yeah. a little shit. Your yeah, mum exactly and daddy that. have left. There's pretty, loads of, there's yeah, loads of incredible, there's loads of incredible real stuff that happened. The baboons. Um, the baboons is fucking insane. Mate, that so, is yeah, so they they tranquilized the baby one in no, front no, of it, everyone. No, no, it was the oh, it was the alpha. That didn't work. Oh, it the, yeah, it was the alpha baboon they had yeah. in the back of the car. So, Fuck so me. they did the, the first. Yeah, they did the first take with the baby um, and got no response yeah. from the baboons. Because <laughs> baboons are savage as fuck. And they were just like, oh, we can we can yeah. that And then, yeah. He they, doesn't even pay rent. Take him away. <laughs> they used the king, um, the king baboon and the, king all baboon. the baboons went absolutely mental. Um, and they did. And it but, was a, apparently a real reaction like yeah. from the two from the two of them in the yeah, car. Yeah, they filmed, they filmed Lee Remick the actual time and kept it in, yeah. So her terror is real. I love that they put the kid through that terror too. The seventies yeah. was such a different time. Do you know? Do you know what he does now? Nothing. He's a no. He's a property developer in Kent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs a he runs a firm. In Kent. I know he had a um, a cameo role in the two thousand six remake. Oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. He looks the same. Speaking of other roles. Uh, Billy Whitelaw um, also appeared in, uh, so the nanny also appeared in Hot Fuzz as the the hotel um, landlady. Oh, okay. Who did, sorry? The nanny. Um, oh, really? Billy, Billy Whitelaw. She's horrible Whitelaw. looking, huh? So, again, I read that um, the idea of the role was the nanny was supposed to be all cuddly and nice, and oh, really? uh, Billy yeah. Whitelaw decided that um, she wanted to make the role her own and made... Um, the nanny, the dark, scary, sort of ominous um, oh, wow. character. Ch fucking cat chooses yeah. now to chuck chucking a pencil around a wooden floor. <laughs> <laughs> Drum solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Keeping this in. Gold. This is audio gold. <laughs> She's looking at me now, looking all guilty. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we watched the film. <laughs> So I've got to say, Gregory Peck's acting um, pissed me off throughout yeah. the entire thing. I said to okay. Duffy, man, like acting was a different thing in the 70s, wasn't it? <laughs> <Massively>. <laughs> well, saying that, um, the, the wife was really good. And well, the kids obviously were shit, um, but, you know, we didn't see much of him. So it wasn't that bad. And the, the nanny was good, even the uh, the reporter. But Gregory Peck, you can tell he was a classical actor. Yes, I must act, must act like this and everything yeah. has to be elongated like my Loads stare. Loads of people turn the role down 
Um, it, yeah, it, did. That, it was supposed to be Charlton Heston for a little while. Yeah, Charlton yeah, Heston Roy would have Charlton. fucking chewed every bit of furniture <laughs> in the place. <laughs> yeah, there were a few. Roy Scheider turned it down as well. Um, Dick Van Dyke mm. turned it down. That yeah. would have been weird. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I can't see Dick Van Dyke in this role. I can only see him as doing a dodgy English accent in Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, there was uh, a lot going on for the um, the recording of the Omen. Um, a fuckload, yeah, yeah, right. a, a shitload. The the one that sort of stood out was um, obviously the the plane uh, crash that happened. Gregory Peck was supposed to get on a plane to Istanbul, but cancelled it. Yeah, um, and then it turned out that the, the plane he would have been on crashed, and everybody died. Um, uh, and the fact that three different planes were struck by lightning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> And there was, a, there was they a, say that, but how often do trains, tra uh, planes get struck by lightning? I assume it uh, happens yeah. Yeah, like once, According to an article I was reading, it's like once a year at yeah. a plane. Like oh really? Uh, up so one plane will get struck. So every single plane will get struck at least once a year. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, so yeah, so, it yeah. so it's a, a fairly it's a fairly common occurrence, and and they yeah, they're built like I mean. fucking Faraday cages, so nothing. Yeah, really I mean, yeah. I mean, they're obviously designed to be able to. Take <laughs> and everyone dies once a year, <laughs> and they just go, oh well. <laughs> the one that got me was the the car crash where the woman died and was nearly beheaded. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they were like the stunt coordinator who was driving, crawled out of the wreckage and looked at the sign and the road sign said that he was 66.6 miles from his destination. And I thought, when was the last time you saw a road sign that was that fucking specific? Yeah, that seemed like a bit 66. weird. 66.6 and he said, miles. And he said the place was a town called Omen or something. Yeah, he was a liar. Uh, no. That stunt is a fucking liar. That's all there is to it. The, <laughs> the stuntmen went fucking through it in this in this film, though. Um, there's a scene with Rottweilers where apparently <laughs> their bite was so strong they were going through some of the steel plating that some of the actors had to wear. Um, uh, and one of them didn't stop when the film was when 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 they yelled cut, and it had to be like physically removed from his leg. I know one of them, the one the one dog, um, just wouldn't react the way they wanted it to. It just wanted to play and lick everyone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I read they that. were trying to get it to go, mad, go like crazy and attack people, but it just wanted to play. <laughs> it was a good yeah, apparently, it was the nanny's uh, Rottweiler. That's right, yeah, yeah, the, the nanny's Rottweiler. Amazing. They had a hard time. Yeah, all, all Looking it out of it was like grumble every now and then. That's about it. I couldn't get it to bark. <laughs> I have the same trouble with my dog. He will not bark. Bless him. So uh, I just going to say that we got cardigan watching this film as well. <laughs> it's all right. I like the style, but the color, no. Okay. How? How? What are you giving? What's your thread? What's your thread count out of ten for this? Oh, I'm, giving, I'm giving it a six out of ten. Okay. Good. For style and. Nothing for colour. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the opening scene is uh, Gregory rushing to the hospital for the first son who turns out to be dead. Uh, and he's offered uh, the replacement as an adoption uh, and gets the uh, on this night, God has given you a son speech from the priest at the hospital. Replacement. It's not like a bloody warranty. Oh, I bought this TV and it didn't work. Can it I is have mental how very calm he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, right. So, good news or bad news? 
uh, your baby's dead, but we've got another one. Where'd <laughs> it come from? To have a spare. Definitely not a jackal. Here you go. Have that baby. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a weird time. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, kickoff uh, from the people working in that hospital as well. They didn't like because originally the film was going to be called Birthmark. Yeah. Oh, I read and, that. Yeah. And they didn't like. Yeah, and they didn't like a lot of the references to it. Well, so they changed it. It was a maternity ward, and all the um, the expecting mothers were like, "I'm not comfortable with like yeah. something like that labelled um, in the hospital where I'm going to give birth to my baby." So they they changed it to the Omen just to appease the um, the yeah. mothers, and apparently yeah. it stuck, and they it, just they kept yeah. kept with it. Um, yeah, it was originally yeah. called Antichrist. Was they it? changed. They changed it. They changed it from Antichrist to Birthmark, and then Birthmark to the Omen. Birthmark would have been shit. <laughs> yeah. That's enough, name. Yeah. Um, so, Dan, did you actually like this film out of interest? I did. Uh, yeah. As I said, apart from um, Gregory Peck's acting, uh, yeah. but I can overlook that because of the the age um, and the kid was a, a pain in the ass. Actually, yeah, um, I quite liked the fact, uh, and I picked up on it, but read it um, at a later date that um, Richard Donner didn't want it to have a supernatural feel. Uh, he wanted to, it to be a, like a believable set of uh, circumstances. And I, I got that when I was watching it and that's why it sat quite well with me. Yeah. Um, it, Cause it is kind of ambiguous up until a point. Yeah. But there's, there's no, Oh, there's definitely a demon involved or Dame Damien's definitely the devil child or anything like that. Everything could happen. And there is a, an explanation around it to a certain extent, even yeah. though it's just shit timing or, or whatever, but no, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, um, oh, good. Yeah, the original script wanted you to wanted it to be up for interpretation, and um, I, I appreciated that. Um, about yeah, it. I like ambiguity in films. Me, yeah, some and some. I, I think it has to be pulled off right, and th this pulled it off. Same, right. I have to be pulled off right. Absolutely, <laughs> all two seconds of it, but it has to be the perfect two seconds. Absolutely, uh -oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could almost. I mean, there's no actual overtly sort of supernatural happenings, no. really. Yeah, no, he did intentional. Say, yeah, he did say most that was of, yeah. yeah, most of the deaths could be like coincidental. Yeah, <laughs> just freak accidents. And I think that's yeah. the point. It, it is supposed to represent freak accidents, but just everything yeah. seems to stem around, um, you know, this family and yeah. obviously the. Um, the photographer's photos has a, an element of prediction about it. Yeah. Um, but again, there's no way you could look at the photo and go, oh, clearly the, the priest is going to get a, like a spear through his head or, you know, yeah. the, um, the photographer is going to get his head chopped off by a yeah. pane of glass. Like there's just That's something. It's, it is so good. I like, love that. I love that, Dev. Mm. That is and I really, yeah, I really <laughs> like the um, girl jumping out the window, hanging herself at the beginning. That was quite a shock for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was really like that. That really makes me laugh because ima imagine if the um, the merry-go-round it just kept going, <laughs> and the kids are going, ah, ah, and then they're like, "Oh no, I'm all right, I'm all right." I'm just, <laughs> just riding. Oh, oh, it's back. Again. <laughs> I, I mean, it for very long. I really liked her. She wasn't in it for very long, but I thought she was really good. That scene with her, when she's saying it's all for you, she yeah. nailed that. That was really. I didn't you know. Until I really cares up. about him. I, I didn't know until I looked it up, but it's Holly Palance, who is Jack Palance's daughter. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. He's another one. He creeps me out, that guy. Yeah. Jack Palance. 
Like ever since, uh, ever since his role in Batman. Who is he in Batman? Uh, Harvey Dent. Oh, okay. He was in um, that murder one. He talks weird. That, oh, that the murder f- one. Fucking the Black Dahlia. He was oh, in that yeah. as well. Oh, that is boring as fuck. That film. You don't like it? Nah. I liked it, man. I've read the book actually that the film's made from, and the book's good. Yeah. I just thought, I just thought the film was fucking. And I'm not normally one of those people who's like, no, the book's better. Even though, <laughs> even though it often is. But yeah, not, yeah. not every time. But yeah, I just found the film really dull. Fair. What about this film? Did you think this film was dull? <laughs> no, I love this film. He segued in professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the way, like, when the nanny hung herself, that everyone just stands around. It's not like people go running up to make, like, see if they can rescue her before she jumps. No, yeah, everyone's just, just in shock. They're just standing around, and eventually someone says, oh, I better go up there and do something about it. Yes, yes, like kids <laughs> are watching and somebody dying up there. Yeah, there's really not a lot of rush. Like, you could have potentially saved her. Maybe like, when like who knows? does that jump, but then like it's just going. Oh god! Oh look at that! Well, if, if, she, if she used the right, if she used the right amount of um, uh, turns on the the rope, then it would have snapped her neck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Life was cheap in the seventies, anyway. <laughs> Do you know that reporter? Is there a single part of this film where he ain't got a fag hanging in his mouth? <laughs> He's the cool uh, guy. He's, that that doesn't make him cool. It makes him stinky. He's the, a, yeah. He's a loser. The only scene I could think of was when his head comes off. I don't remember there being a fag in his mouth then. Yeah, I bet there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in his mouth then. Oh, has uh, he got? Own. Has he got a fag on the go in the in the in the dark room? Yeah. Yeah, I'm literally watching that bit now. He's got a fag hanging out his mouth while he's developing the fucking pictures. Isn't that like really really dangerous? <laughs> I don't know. Well, around chemicals and potential. I thought, I thought, like specifically, yeah, yeah. That's the the photo paper and the and the and the stuff supposed to be really flammable. Well, again, life was cheap in the seventies. Let's do it because I wanna. Uh, yeah, I can do whatever I fucking want. You know, it's funny about the, about the photography thing. I I actually th- ended up getting into this weird daydream about how how on earth did someone work out that this particular paper exposed in this way using these particular chemicals could result in a picture? Like, yeah, I, I completely lost. Like I I don't remember the like the, the whole fucking photography caught on film thing. Absolutely fascinates me. Like particularly in like the first cameras where you would have had to stand there for like two hours yeah. for it to take the picture. Like it yeah. just bewilders me. Well, this is how they explained about the very early supernatural, so-called supernatural photographs, isn't it? I think there's one of the a Comba Mere Manor or something. There's a, there's what looks like a guy in a chair. Oh yeah. But actually, because of the cameras they were using at that time, they would have to leave the shutter open for an hour. Yeah. And it would have, it would have been a handyman came in, sit down, have a cup of tea, and go for five minutes. Because yeah. I've been photo. I've been messing around with trying to take pictures of light trails recently, and um, like uh, running water and turning water into like a a fuzz, if you know what I mean. Oh, long exposures. Yeah, long exposures, and it's fucking fun, man. Yeah, you should yeah. do it with car lights. Uh, That's yeah, I'm, I plan that to do that, but I've got to go to a motorway bridge or something really to do it properly. Well, I. I I did that when I did my city guilds. I did exactly that off the A2 bridge, the Howard School, Raynham Girls Bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did exactly that. 
I just yeah. spit off the bridges at cars. <laughs> <laughs> as long as that's all you're doing, that's yeah, all right. It is only that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so the Scorters film is really fucking good too. It's the mm-hmm. only it's uh, the only Oscar Jerry Goldsmith's ever won, and he never turned up. Yeah, he never turned up. Yeah, what a what a <laughs> gang. He, he, he said he got so fed up for losing, he didn't bother turning up, and he won. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fawn gets offered the ambassador to London, so they come home to this big new house that his wife's already found for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you have a sort of an early years montage of, of Damien's like, you know, baby to six years or whatever. Yeah, he's nice um, matching sweater hat combo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with a, <laughs> yeah, uh, broken up by uh, just one scene on a, a riverbank where they can't find him and he's behind a tree being a little shit. Um, yeah. You're welcome to parenthood. Like... <laughs> Population, everybody. Like, Hence everybody. why I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did read that uh, when they were interviewing for um, the, the role of Damien, uh, that they actually based it around the the attack. So they would ask the, the kid to attack the uh, – I, I don't know if it was Richard Donner or um, – yeah, It was, yeah. It Wasn't was, it the, yeah, it was. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and he based it on the attack, and because this kid's sort of was gouging at he him, went and, to yeah. town, kicked yeah. him in the balls. Apparently, yeah. It turned around, yeah, and gouged his eyeballs out, grabbed his hair. Turned around and said, "Right, yeah. dye his hair black or brown. This is the the kid." Um, <laughs> I mean, arguably, I think he might have looked scarier with blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, but blonde's supposed to be pure, isn't it? Angelic. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I it's like, but yeah. Have you seen have you have you seen Village of the Damned with midwitch yeah. couples with the kids? Yeah, mate, yeah, terrifying. And, and the kid, in, uh, the kid in Petsville, isn't he? Who? The little kiddie in Pet Cemetery. Yes, he's a creepy little shit. Yeah. I know. Uh, Richard, again, I read that um, he was getting so frustrated with um, not being able to find a uh, a kid to play the role that he considered making it a, a female. Well, they um, did Rob, in number four. Yeah. I, I haven't got that far. It's actually not bad, the fourth one. <laughs> Is that it? We done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that whole yeah, that sort of feat, it really starts kicking off from that point on. So the next point, birthday party. Uh, and that's when we first meet the photographer guy who's everywhere. He follows his family everywhere, taking pictures. Um, uh and then that's where we have where we have uh, Holly Palance doing her uh, hanging bit off the roof, and each side of the dog, Damien doing his little wave at the dog. Yeah. Which I, I really like that scene. That I'm not well, the wave to the dog's a bit, uh, but I love the the scene, uh, the hanging scene with all the kids on the merry-go-round and yeah. Lee Remick standing there. I think that's such a good scene. I love yeah. that scene. And then we have uh, a scene. Uh, I can't remember if it's at a hospital or not. And that might be at his work. I think it's at Mr. Thorne's work. He bumps into the photographer again and breaks his camera. Um, and then Father Brennan turns up at his work, uh, gets into his office and reads him the, uh, the uh, you must accept Christ as your saviour yeah. thing. Which, which actually, the, the, the whole biblical reading in this film is fictional. None of it's actually based on anything in the Bible. Of the <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I didn't know. I just looked that up. <laughs> but yeah, apparently that they made the whole that whole speech 
um, was entirely invented. So, yeah. well, um, and then we uh, then we skip to the first uh, first instance of the dark room, and this is where um, the photographer first sees the line going into Patrick Troughton's. Oh yeah, I say, um, you know that bit where the uh, just before the father gets impaled, and he goes charging down that pathway towards the church, and it's fucking comical as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I've just found it so funny. The trouble is, it's Patrick Troughton, and if you're my age, you can only ever to who. Well, you're right. See him running through a (laughs) Yeah. So when you see him running through a park like that, you're half expecting a big old scarf to be trailing around. <laughs> Wait for the TARDIS to come out. <laughs> yeah. But he is, I mean, he's a, he's a, he was in a lot more stuff than Doctor Who, but yeah, that's the first, that's what. That's fine. Um, uh, then we get introduced to the new governess, Mrs. Baylock, uh, turns up uh, without either one of them uh, asking for her to turn up. Um, and claims that the agency sent her, uh, and yeah. they just accept that. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, just have her in her house. In their house, they're like, "Yeah, all right, come in, look after our kid." Oh, right, right, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that felt really seventies to me because her her motherly instinct kicked in. She was like, um, "Not really sure that you should just be going straight up to my child's bedroom." And then yeah. husband steps in, "No, dear, no, it's absolutely fine. Just let let her go up." <laughs> oh, okay, you can go up. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Have you got any credentials? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, got some, I've got some references that I wrote. Here you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing is, what well, they both say, I will be checking up on this, but they nearly neither of them ever do. No, no they don't. That's they should awful. have sacked her the minute she fucking gave her the business about the church. Oh, do you know what, though? The funny oh, thing is, she goes into Damien and she says, don't worry, I'm here to protect you. And then the very next scene is him being forced to go into a church with her nowhere to be found. She is shit at her job. Well, no, again, there's the whole scene where she's at the top of the stairs and um, Mrs. Thorne's at the bottom of the stairs. And she's like, no, no, he shouldn't be going to the church today. And she's like, yeah. no, I think you're fine. That's my son. And I want him there. No. Yeah, she just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, well yeah, you're really good. Oh, mate, I would have... <laughs> I would have given her a P45 and kicked her out the door. <laughs> P45. <laughs> yeah, well, then she brought, brings a dog into the house. I, I, nah, sorry, we're not having uh, we're not having dogs. Yeah, and then he's yeah. like, call the RSPCA and get rid of that dog. She's like, he does like it, don't care. And then the next day, she doesn't do that. And they're like, well, all right. Yeah. Nothing's done. There's been <laughs> no like, I'll have to deal with that dog at a later date. No, we'll have no, to she keep t- paying her a month. She turns around and says, no, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, no, that's later on. Um, and then, obviously, when Mr. Thorne comes home, he comes crawling down the stairs and he has to hide in another room. It's like, bro, why, why is this dog still here? Yeah, why am I even hiding from this dog I didn't want in the house? <laughs> Days later. Yeah, that, that nanny wouldn't have lasted very long. I, I mean, did anyone read the thing about the goldfish bowl? You know, when she falls off the balcony yeah. and the goldfish yeah. bowl smashes the floor, that was sprayed yeah. sardines. <laughs> yeah, dead sardines sprayed because they didn't want to kill any fish. No, yeah. you're good on them. <laughs> I know, again, times were different in the 70s. I'm sure they would just kill whatever they needed to to get the shot. So good on Richard Donner. I've got to say, well, I, was a whole I, thing around, I say there's a whole thing around that scene anyway with Lee Remick. Which, which is linked to I, I, the Exorcist. 
there was a scene she didn't want to do the stunt uh, for that scene so they, where she gets knocked off the banister and falls down she yeah. flat refused to do the stunt so they put like a suspended mattress on the other side while she was hanging on so that she was actually just kneeling and then the, the <laughs> shot of her falling to the floor is actually terrible. a floor on the side it's like a wall floor and she's it looks terrible it. yeah that bit where she falls and is heading towards yeah. the floor looks absolutely fucking terrible but that means if it was a, a wall floor shot, that means they stuck the sardines in the broken goldfish yeah. into the wall. That's hilarious. <laughs> and they had to like position all the, the different fish. Right, this is how it would have smashed. Ah, uh, the beauty of movie <laughs> magic. <laughs> I was going to say there was definitely a shining element with the kid on the trike as he was going down the corridor. I don't know which came first. Yeah, I thought that as well. My kid on a tricycle, you can't help but make that comparison. No. Um, so, yeah, oh, so we've covered the church. Uh, so that was the next part. Um, then I start, I start questioning, uh, well, uh, Gregory Peck starts to question the child, because well, he obviously knows something that uh, Lee Remick doesn't, um, <laughs> about the fact that he's never been ill. Uh, you know, he's never had a sick day or anything. Yeah, he's um, never been ill. Yeah, so he's starting to suspect, and obviously he's had a visit from um, Father Brennan by this point, so the seed is already sort of planted in his head at this point. Um, but then we cut to Windsor Safari Park and all the fun with the baboons. <laughs> I'm surprised that with uh, the way that um, Kim Remick drove off, I'm surprised she didn't actually run over a baboon because she probably yeah. put her foot down. Uh, and tore yeah, off. There, was a, there was a cut scene uh, that involved um, tigers as well. Lions. Um, oh, was it lions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and they mauled someone essentially. Yeah, they mauled a security guard, or one of yeah. them did and killed him. Yeah. So that scene was uh cut. That's why you should never use fucking animals. You listening, Tiger King? Well, I was thinking you should use security guards and just make sure the tigers are okay. <laughs> it was lion. <laughs> oh, lion. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't you know like the- big cats. Do you know that the um, the cowardly lion in Wizard of Oz, the um, the suit of the lion is made from an actual lion. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it, he's actually wearing an actual lion skin. Oh my god! Yeah, you, do you know the urban legend about that film? What? Um, with the uh, there's an urban legend that the bit where they go into the dark woods bit. Yeah. Uh, you can see uh, a dwarf hanging from a tree, right? Oh, I've right. heard this, yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently he got depressed and hung hung himself on the set and they didn't notice the body until after they'd filmed it. Can you and actually because, see that? Yeah, because film was so expensive at the time, they had to just leave it in because the shot was good. What? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably not true. It's just an urban legend. I'm but if you look at the scene, you can find it on YouTube and it does kind of look like there's something there. But I don't think it's actually. They were they were in trouble all the fucking time. The uh, the little the Munchkins, um, because I mean, that was worse than me calling them midgets. They're literally called the Munchkins. That is their character names. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were um, they were constantly being bailed out of out of jail 
because every night after filming, they just get fucking hammered and cause absolute chaos. Well, they probably they didn't much because they're only small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a half point for me. Um, so You're have to cut more of Paul out of this one than me. What's going on? <laughs> um, and yeah, and they used to they they would do they were fucking monsters on and off set. Um, they, they were constantly trying to look up uh, Julie Garland's skirt and and touch Jesus. her up during touch her up during <laughs> takes and stuff. But that's like I, I know loads about the Wizard of Oz, and it was like it was a fucking hellscape behind the scenes. Um, they were calling um, Judy Garland had a breakdown afterwards because they were. Um, they're basically they had her on a pill diet, where they were putting her on sleeping pills to sleep for four hours, and then waking her up with amphetamines, nice. and then she'd do like eighteen-hour shoots, and then they put her back to sleep for a few hours. Jesus. Um, yeah, the snow was asbestos um, in the yeah, snow. That's right, yeah, that's um, It's fucking insane. Yeah, and the execs were saying to to Judy Gunn, they're like, "You are a fat, ugly pig, and no one wants to see you on stat." like on screen you need to lose weight immediately so she had like she had like a, a, a of pills and i think she had like an apple a day or something to have. and that's what she lived so that's what she lived on for like a couple of months it was i'd say now speaking from experience amphetamine you wouldn't want it more than an apple if, if no, that's what yeah. she was on i wouldn't have even <laughs> had an apple <laughs> yeah. yeah they well, used to call them her pep pills gum for 15 hours <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So that was the um, the, the show about the, uh, the Wizard of Oz. Um, what we're we doing next week? The Omen. <laughs> Carl, Chris, bring us back on track, mate. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Remix. You need to see a psychiatrist because she started to have fears. Um, you have a rug match um, with the photographer there again, taking pictures, uh, and another uh, dark room uh, where the into him is now touching him um <laughs> uh, and now we have uh he's meeting with father brennan down by the river where, i gotta say uh, just goes- just to go back to the whole um psych- psych- psychiatrist thing like they're laying in bed and she's like i need to see a psychiatrist he's like why what's going on oh i'm having bad dreams it, that's such an american thing to do it like really is yeah us Brits would be like, oh, I'm having bad dreams. I'll, you know, I'll just drink it away or whatever the case Most may be. Most of us don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. But she's like, I must see a psychiatrist. Like, you've had a bad dream, love. Like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a nightmare the other night. First one I've had for fucking years since I was a kid. And how did oh, really? it make you feel? Yeah, I don't know. I woke up. It was horrible, man. Woke up feeling real freaked out. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What was it about? I don't remember. Oh, didn't remember okay. as soon as I woke up. I, it left me feeling fucking weird all day. Woke up like proper sweating. Sorry about that, mate. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> I got out of your house. I don't know why I turned should. that into a threat. <laughs> <laughs> you will be. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> <laughs> Good job you're in Canterbury, mate. I'll fucking knock you out, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you're lucky COVID's around. I'll tell you. <laughs> you and your COVID bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the worst environment for a grappler, isn't it? Where you've your man you've got to stay two meters away. I yeah. can stand at the other end with a halberd and be like, it, fuck you. <laughs> it renders my special powers void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although well, at this point, I've probably forgot how to do any grappling anyway. It's been so fucking long. Oh, 
You'll fall into it. Probably, literally, yeah. <laughs> anyway, where we were? Where, where we were? Okay. Where we were? <laughs> where we were? <laughs> where we were? Uh, yeah, I have nice. a shiny uh, head. I um, like. <laughs> we're down by the river with Father Brennan. Down uh, by being the river. Lectured, being lectured on the book of Revelation. Great. I oh, mean, uh, seriously, I, I would have... Like considered some sort of paedophilia thing with him, or like sit, like put some sort of restraining order on this father because the the guy was just too invasive. Yeah, I mean they were allowed to be in the seventies, so I think. Yeah, <laughs> don't think anyone worried too much about that kind of thing back then. Still, I'd have been like, dude, I particularly see people in the church. One more time, am I going to break something like <laughs> of yours? Start with your nose, and then I'll get to something more significant, yeah. like limb wise. Stay the fuck away. I'm getting annoyed now. <laughs> you crazy son of a bitch. He tells Mr. Thornton his wife's pregnant and that it, the child will die before it's born. Um, and then that's followed by uh, the, the great death of Father Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's a good death. <laughs> Big old spike. What, what, Which he stands and screams at for a long time. That's what I was going to say. Like the, Step to the side. <laughs> yeah, the spike's coming towards you. Uh, yeah, uh, ju- just just step back, my dude. Yeah, there, there's four directions you, from you. you can go in front, back, left, right. <laughs> anyway, would have um, got you out of that, that pickle. Yeah, it's not even like the classic cartoon tree falling, is it? Where you, you can only really go left or right and you're trying to outrun it. It's a fucking spike. Just go, oh, oh, that's dangerous. That could have been a real uh, problem. Or the famous fucking uh, Game of Thrones. You know where the boy, they, well, I can't even remember what character it was. It's been so long. Where they they've got old, they've got the character hostage and they let him run back to the other side, and instead of zigzagging, he just runs in a dead straight yeah. line, so the <laughs> archer can just take him out. It's the dumbest scene of all time. <laughs> of all time, of well, all time, you know, of all time in the world. <laughs> I hate you can then, do that so well. Then what happens, Chris? <laughs> uh, we have more of Kathy with her doctor and uh, fantasies about the child being evil, wanting an abortion, but um, Mr. Thorne doesn't want that. Uh, and at this point, he starts to get a bit belligerent because he says it's foretold that this pregnancy would be terminated and I'm going to fight to ensure that it's not. Um, <laughs> with, and within five minutes of that, Damien's knocked her off the banister on his trike. Um, <laughs> and the baby's done, so... Have they learned nothing from The Shining? Don't put the creepy child on a trike. Yeah, well, The Shining Bad was four years happen. after this, so... <laughs> I know, I was, I was just kidding. Oh. Um, but yeah, creepy children on trikes, not not a good time. How, how flimsy was that bit of um, furniture that was standing on that, you know, him running into her was enough to shake the whole thing and cause her to topple over the, the banister? Like, I'm, I, I've got a coffee table here that if Emmy was to ride into it with a trike, it would just go bang. Maybe, I wouldn't go anywhere. Maybe yeah. he's uh, got superhuman devil powers. And not just that, like yeah, kids, nah. seriously, look up. When you're on a trike, don't be staring at your feet because you <laughs> could see like the whole time he's just staring down. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it was an accident, though. 
Was it not? I don't think so, no. I think he probably meant no, to do it. Um, <laughs> I think, I was, he's I think it was kind of the point of the whole scene that he did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got yeah, that. I, he, he, God. He's in with a nanny going round and round in circles, isn't he? And then she just opens the door and lets him out to go and do that. Well, that that's why I thought it was an accident. It was the nanny that provoked it rather than him. I, I, I didn't get the impression he was um, maliciously at, like out to to run into that that bit of furniture. I just when she was a- hanging for her life off that balcony, he was sat behind it smiling at her. You didn't think that was malicious? Well, I, I still can't work out his smile um, because what? it's weird. Like when the, the kid smiles, he's like that. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face. <laughs> That's a perfect impression of Wallace and Gromit that you yeah. just did there. But it's it's such a bad smile. I don't know why he got cast into the role. Because well, he attacked the director. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> How fucking annoying is he on that fucking pool table, though? Oh, my God. He's just chucking the balls up and down. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm totally with the mum on this. And he's like, and then then, uh, Gregory comes in and he's like, no, he's just playing. It's like, no, he's fucking annoying. Boys will be boys. Boys can be boys in another fucking room. A house is big enough. Go fuck off. I'd I'd be more pissed. Do you know how much it is to resurface a a snooker table? It's not cheap. (laughs) <laughs> is it not? No. How much is it exactly? I don't know, about 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the 70s. <laughs> cool, that's like that's like £40.70 these days in today's money. <laughs> it's about threepence and two shillings. <laughs> <laughs> then what happens, Chris? Uh, then the baby is gone. Um, <laughs> the doctor says you've got to be grateful she's still alive. What? Um, and then she goes off on one about don't let him kill me. And at this point, she's uh, until she's actually killed later in the film, she's kind of out of it. It's he goes off, um, they bug her off to Italy and start trying to trace yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, he just, he just bails on the devil child who's living with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that scene that that really got me with Gregory Peck's acting was the the phone call when he he gets told that obviously yeah. um she's been been in an accident and then he he does this weird stare into the distance and just flops forward. I mean, yeah. the guy is going through grief at that point in real life, like he's he's had this phone call for real, and his um his agent said, "No, you can't." take time off you've got to keep working because that will keep you that will keep you busy and not focusing on it so to then in the in the film that you're doing to get over the death of your fucking son you then get you have to fake you have to go for a phone call where they go yeah your kid's dead I you think probably that's be a bit fucking numb as well that's typical seven isn't it that is the basically that is the acting equivalent of walk it off yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, look, you need something off. to distract you from the death of your kid. Okay, yeah. death of kid scene one. Let's go, action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, they, they went to Father Doofer's um house. They had the cool wallpaper. Um it reminded me a bit of St. Maud that did. What's that? I haven't watched that yet. I've I've seen good reviews. 
Ah, oh, that is a film that Dan will detest. That's probably why I haven't seen it. I can definitely, of... definitely say that Dan will detest that film. A couple of people were comparing it to Hereditary. Yeah, those people are idiots. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's so ridiculously overhyped. Oh, okay. It's all right. I enjoyed it. It's good, but it's not a horror film. Oh. What, what was it called? The Death of Maud? Isn't that what Saint happened? Saint Maud. Oh, I was going to say that's what happened to Ned's wife. <laughs> in the <Yeah>. Simpsons. <laughs> Maggie did it. Yeah, it's about oh, her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. St. Maud's a good film, but it's not a horror film. It is fucking oppressive, though. It's depressing as fuck. Ooh. Right, just to go uh, back to the, the photographer bit. So he's he's put two and two together. The, there's this weird mark around the, the nanny's neck, and then she hangs herself, hangs herself or gets hung, whatever. Um, there's the the spike or this weird shadow um, that gets ever closer to the um, the priest, who then ends up with the spike in exactly the same location. He takes a picture of himself with this weird grey mark across his throat. Um, why on earth didn't he put himself in a padded cell like out, the the guy out of um, Final Destination? I, I would not be travelling to Rome and then running to like pick up knives and shit. You, uh, you've just foretold your own death. And then yeah. you immediately put yourself self in compromising positions. You deserve to die. <laughs> Didn't really do much to protect yourself there, did you, mate? Yeah, he was a bit like, hey, fuck the consequences. <laughs> I don't like my neck anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I kind of felt a bit, I would have taken a lot more precaution Um knowing full work like i'm just watching the scene where they're climbing into the graveyard oh, over, fuck, these, so am I. Yeah. over these horrific spikes and again like none of those <laughs> rung to him that maybe could go through his neck yeah you could yeah. Like slip and impale your eyeball yeah so kind of serves him right for dying because he he had enough warning that it was going to happen but incidentally the lighting in this scene is fucking great do you think that's a great scene <laughs> I did read actually when they get back to Italy, the taxi driver uh, out of the cab in Rome. Apparently, the taxi driver's got a bandaged thumb. I didn't notice it. I noticed it when I watched it, but apparently, he's got a big bandage on his thumb because Gregory Peck slammed his hand in the car door on one of the takes and nearly. Ouch! I, I also read that actually the taxi driver is um, somebody's son, and he was so desperate to be in the movie, he got cast as the taxi driver. And then, obviously, ultimately resulted in a bandaged thumb because Gregory Peck shut his thumb in the door. <laughs> you know, um, you you know when you watch these films and you know for a fact that all of these actors were doing some real shady shit back in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Well, they, they were all raping people, weren't they? <laughs> Let's be honest. It's true. I, I like to think that civilized society, even in the seventies, wasn't. Wasn't that way inclined, but I mean, I mean it's that yeah. way inclined now. So you yeah, can imagine it's still happening now. Whatever it is, <laughs> we just found out that one of Hollywood's darlings is fucking eating people. So <laughs> let's imagine the sort of shit they got up to when I, there weren't cameras everywhere. I was absolutely riveted to Twitter yesterday because every, the, the whole of Twitter thought that Army Hammer was going to be named as a murder suspect in a murder investigation. Because uh, they found a body near a place where he would worked in the summer. <laughs> oh my god! Did you not see any of that? No. Oh fuck! It was a big right. thing during the week. They was waiting for this fucking big story to drop, and like 
all this shit's coming out about his family, about how his fucking grandfather murdered someone and got away with it. And like, oh my God. Yeah. And there was this other thing where his dad was molesting his sister or some shit. That what? guy has come from a dark as fuck, fuck background. That's what happens when you, when you come from a family with ridiculous money, there's some real darkness there. Yeah. Sounds to me like hammer time needs to stop. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, him and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that surprised precisely no one. Yeah. What's Marilyn this? Manson's a cunt. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the thing I'm most annoyed about is that my fucking mum was right. Do you know what I mean? What? Oh, stop listening to all that stuff. Oh, oh they're bad role models. Oh, it's just music, mum. Just music. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we did what? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, I've never really been a Marilyn Manson fan. I enjoyed, uh, what was the first album? Uh, was, was it called The Omen? Starring Gregory <laughs> Peck and... <laughs> I mean, Marilyn Manson's all related. <laughs> Wasn't it called Smells Like Children or something like that? Oh, my God, it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, that's dear. suspect. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway they're, in a, they're in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, I like that whole scene. I really enjoy that whole bit. I like the dogs. I like the fact that it's lit really well. It's fucking moody looking. Yeah, man. The lighting in that scene's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking great. That's what I like about a lot of the horror from the 70s. It's just got this sort of artsy feel because people were try still trying to work out how to do everything yeah and it's a bit more experimental like the 80s was very well it was all slashes <laughs> and it's very like this is what we're doing this is how it's shot a bit more formulaic not to say there weren't some incredible films that came out in the 80s obviously but like if yeah, like you almost every horror film that came out in the 80s um pieces yes like um that one we did about the space vampires. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Whose choice was that? Oh, that was my oh, choice. That was your choice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I've got a few issues with that graveyard scene. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a good scene. Um, lighting's great, everything that you've, you've said. But what makes me laugh is, um, he like, Gregory Peck gets this weird thing to try and leave the gravestone tops off. Yeah. Seems to be able to do the, the bigger one by himself. But when it comes to the child's grave, it requires him and the photographer just to move it. Like, sorry, physics di dictates that the bigger one should be heavier than the little one. But uh, who am I? You know, maybe the, that graveyard had a uh, a funny spirit about it and the, the little one yeah, was heavier. Maybe, maybe gravity was different in different parts. Exactly. Um, I've also just watched the, the scene where the dogs are chasing the photographer and yeah. he manages to find a section of fence that's got no spikes on it to clamber <laughs> over. <laughs> but yet in the next scene, the spikes have, have reappeared in the, the bit he's just clambered over. Um, and also the fact that Gregory Peck gets his arm in, like pinned in between spikes um, and then eventually is able to lift it out, but spends half the, the scene screaming and shouting with his arm pinned. Yeah. I mean, make up your mind. Is it pinned? Is it not? What What, what are you doing? What, what's going on? I mean, I think he's a brave man to have gone through that fucking dog attack there and then gone home and not immediately shit himself when he walked through the door and saw that Rottweiler sat there. That's <laughs> 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 true. Because <laughs> I don't think I'd ever have gotten over that attack. 
Well, you say that uh, the, the bit afterwards is when he gets back to the, the hotel in Rome um, and is then given the, the, the dramatic phone call. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually literally watching that bit right now. Me too. There he goes. Oh, drop the phone. Oh, dear. Oh, there he goes. He, he just, down. yeah, he just this weird lay down. Like, yeah, he's got to have a lay down. Uh, if the love of my life, like I've just been told she's dead or, or whatever the case may be, I'd be tearing that room apart. Like I'd be fuming, not just flop. But then I don't yeah. know. Grief. Yeah, grief. I mean, yeah, grief makes you like. Well, I remember when I was like a kid and my nan died. I laughed. Like when my mum told me, I laughed like hysterically. Uh, not because I hated my nan. I love my nan, but it was just a weird reaction. It was just shock. I've heard stranger reactions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, lay him down on the bed. He's probably, although he does just kind of lay there as well. Like yeah, for it, ages. He doesn't bother getting up and going back home or anything. He's just laying there. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That, I, that's why it, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't, for the, the character, just doesn't seem to be the reaction you would expect from him. But then. Yeah, although maybe he's just fucking had enough at this point. He's gone through the ringer. Now he's just lost the one thing he cared about the most. And he's and just. He just yeah. Stuck with that fucking kid. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't just lay there contemplating life if I was stuck with the... And you're hanging out with that photographer who probably stinks of fags all the time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Annoying English accents, man, in yeah. cigarettes. Ugh. No, thank you. Uh, apologies to any of you that smoke, by the way. I'm sure you smell lovely. But you smell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, head off to the city of Jezreel. Um uh, because they're told it has to be done on hallowed ground, that the, the, the blood must be spilled. And this is where the guy gives him those knives, <laughs> yeah. uh, the order in which he has to do it um, and how to do it. Uh, and he has a bit of a over it and says, you won't hurt a child, even after all this. Um, and he throws them and the photographer goes up and gets them. And then we get uh, my favourite beheading. And mine. <laughs> if you and can mine. <laughs> And there's a there's a thing uh, Donna actually said he deliberately prolonged the beheading scene so that you saw it twice. So because he had vision of people turning away in the cinema to miss the beheading, Genius. so he showed it again from a different angle to catch them because they thought Absolutely it would be over. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice. It's actually, did anyone did anyone else get Exorcist vibes from this film? Like it feels very much like the Exorcist, I think. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I just, I have a the whole issue with like the religious connotations in these films. Um, why, why it's got to be so strong. Um, and I, I think that's why I like this one the most, because although there's a religious connotation, um, the, the scenes and everything's believable, obviously with the exorcist, you've got some little girl whose head spins on her shoulders, which again is physically impossible because the neck wouldn't allow that. And you've got skin that can't like, there's lots of things that just take me out of the film. Whereas this, I, I quite like yeah. because everything is possible. Yeah. Donna did say he wanted to leave it open to the possibility that Thorne may just be deranged. Yes. As a result of the first event. Yeah, yeah. And that I quite like. So you don't have to yeah. watch this and look at it from a religious point of view. You can look at it from a, um, a coincidence and he's just lost his mind point of view so yeah you could i mean i personally prefer the exorcist i think i prefer this um just because the exorcist is fucking way more of a horror film than this yeah but i prefer the omen you know yeah i do i was gonna say i'm kind of with dan on that i like the omen yeah Yeah, i think i prefer this i definitely come down on the exorcist because there are parts of this film that get a little bit boring 
Uh, yeah, but you could say the same about The Exorcist. Yeah, but I don't think they do. That's the difference. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. The Exorcist doesn't bore me ever. But there are parts, and I like. Don't get me wrong, I really like The Omen. But there are parts of it I'm think, where I think, oh god, all right, let's just get on with it. Uh, yeah, well, the, the scene I'm watching now, like when they've just stumbled across this random guy in the middle of a ruins, yeah, um, who's got this weird stall set up, and then uh, yeah, like you said, need to tell you, them that- you you watch him walk a, a whole mile in real time to go to the fucking <laughs> uh, guy with the knives, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like, how do you even know he's there? Like, nobody's going to just stumble across him. It's, yeah, it's a bit far-fetched in that respect, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's, I've got, like, that's my only complaint about the, this film. And even that is not a real complaint. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Hey, Mitzi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, that, uh, apparently that wasn't a set, but that was an actual that was going on in the film when they turn up. Apparently, when they go to the ruins in Jerusalem or yeah. Jezreel, uh, it's an, it was an actual dig. It's an oh, actual, really? It was a dig in pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Because that's actually the bit that reminds me of The Exorcist. Because, like, you know, where they're at the, the same kind of ruins at the beginning of The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of digs going on in the 70s, weren't they? Uncovering shit. It was the thing to do. <laughs> well, if you're an architect, archaeologist, yeah. <laughs> Not just for like, you know, your average bricklayer. <laughs> your bus driver from Kent. I know. Let's go dig up Egypt. Oh. <laughs> they won't allow that. They won't allow it anymore, will they, Egypt Egypt? No, they got pissed off at all. Yeah. Everyone kept taking their shit. Yeah, well, like we're not having these foreigners keep coming in here fucking pillaging our history. Oh, what's that? There's a James Acaster bit on one oh, of hello, his. Oh, hello, Mike. Uh, Sorry, I forgot you um, <laughs> Okay. There's a James Acaster bit on um uh, on his Netflix special where he talks about um, museums and they're like, people people come come to like a British museum and go, that's ours. Can we have that back? And you go, no, I'm, I'm not done looking at it. You can have it when I'm done looking at it. I'm, I'm busy looking at it. Leave it alone. Hey, the museums are just big old houses of theft. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come ever back? No. Yeah. And the irony is they charge you money to look at the stuff that they stole. No, yeah. Well, some museums do. Not many. Most museums are free. All right. Well, I've only it was a like... fucking great museum, and it should be open by the time all this is is fucking done with. The Hunterian Museum, um, which is basically on the back of the Royal, Royal uh, Surgeons College in London. Yeah. And it's where all the medical oddities live. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. They've got the, uh, uh, well the bodies the one as well, haven't they? Is that a Damien Hirst thing? No, it's um, the Museum of the Human uh, Anatomy, and it's just full of corpses. I've been there. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, man. Because uh, it's, it's the- weirdly right in the middle of Trafalgar Square, isn't it? Or Piccadilly Circus, one of them. Well, it, it was travelling for a little while. Um, I can't remember where I saw it, but it, Dr. Van or Von Hur- Von something. Um, yeah, the, the, the body museum. And there's corpses there. And um, there's the entire blood system. So, obviously, everything's been stripped out apart from all the veins. And that's just been uh, preserved. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's great. Yeah. We, I remember we walked, we went, we went, like, I'll get this out in a minute. 
Um, that wasn't a connection issue. That was just me being a dickhead. <laughs> you should um, have totally like played that off. <laughs> well, last time we was in London, we was just wandering London, and we walked past it. It was a fucking well busy day though, and it had like massive queues outside. And I didn't fancy standing there for five hours. That's fair. Don't blame you. But I wish now I'd gone in. Yeah, it's good. Oh, just just seeing the scene where the the, the, the head in, yeah. yeah. Trucks are reversing annoyingly down this hill. This guy's lucky he's got a private plane. Can you imagine getting a roll of knives through fucking customs? <laughs> Although this was pre-9-11, so you probably could. And he was an ambassador, so he would have had diplomatic immunity, right? No, that's true, yeah. What are you doing with that nuke? Oh, I've just got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I don't Off feel safe travelling without my nuke. <laughs> uh, this is my emotional support nuke, so we need to back off. <laughs> don't I, I, I can My imagine Donald Trump saying that. Oh, I tell you, oh. I tell you why I haven't missed hearing about that cunt. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. I love it that as soon as he's out, he just doesn't exist anymore. There's just no talk of him at all. Yeah. Well, it's like, because oh, he's, he's Trump, banned from Twitter. Guy. Yeah, I remember the other thing as well, because nobody's mentioned Biden either. Nobody gives a shit about Biden. Yeah. Well, it's because um, nobody's not running in fear for their country's yeah, life. Yeah. Now you've not got a, a fucking egomaniacal psychopath in charge of the most powerful country in the world. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Things seem pretty chill, yeah. I did see a funny picture of, of him doing uh, an interview where he's like 10 feet away from the person who's being interviewed. And they're like... <laughs> Uh, this is Joe Biden announcing that schools are safe to open. And I was like, oh. But <laughs> apart from that, it's been fine. Uh, I was watching... Um, the Omen? Nope. I was watching... <laughs> uh, now, forgive me, I don't normally watch this program, but I was watching Ghost Adventures last night, right? <laughs> is that the one with the metal band? Yeah, the fucking dickheads. Right? I don't, the ghosts off all the yeah, time. I don't normally watch the show, but they were doing the Cecil Hotel and because I've got a fucking yeah. weird obsession with the Cecil Hotel, I'll watch, I'll watch anything that has anything to do with it. And uh, they were on that and they was like all like seven feet apart, like sort of standing around. I'm thinking like you didn't go there in the same car, like when the cameras were <laughs> You've all got the masks on and they're in lifts by themselves with the masks on and everything. I'm like, yeah. I've actually seen that episode, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. About, I, about Cecil that dropped today. The um, yeah, yeah, I've, the, I've, Lamp, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. I just watched the first episode before we started recording. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, that's on. That was that was uh, that was going to be my recommendation for later. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Chris just spoiled my recommendation. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we're nearly at the end of the film, so uh, he goes back home. Traps the dog. Um, what, what, a weird, a what a weird um, thing to have in the house. So you've got these weird stairs leading down into the yeah. basement. And then like a trap door yeah, for the top like of it. a double trap door, which is really weird. Yeah, I, that sort of stood out to me as if I, I don't recall ever seeing that. No, nah, me either. Although I guess it's just a really old house, maybe. Yeah, well, again, like it's not common common for that to be a thing no, I, I, I don't really know like most things have a door that you'll close not a trap 
yeah, anyway. Remember um, uh, my next door neighbour when I was a kid, they had a trap door into the cellar. I always thought it was the best thing I'd ever seen. But it was literally <laughs> just a single trap door. It wasn't one of those cool double ones. I can't even think of a purpose it was served. Are you supposed to walk on it? Yeah, mate, well, theirs was like, um, my neighbour's was like a, well, it was basically disguised in the floor. So it was just part of the room with a rug yeah. over it. So you pulled back the rug, lifted up the trap door, and there were stairs going down into their basement. But that makes sense why you'd have a trapdoor because it's you're covering up the, the, the hole to make it part of the yeah. floor. This had, one seems to have a banister. Yeah, it had banisters either yeah. side of it yeah, to section off the trapdoor. It didn't make sense. It doesn't even play any significance in, like, the plot. It just, there's, there's no point in it at all. Other than to trap the dog. Yeah, but, I mean, there's no point in having, like, a double trapdoor with banisters. Well, it worked because we're, we're all talking about it, so for whatever reason. <laughs> Maybe that was his point. Maybe he was like, well, they're going to make horror film podcasts in the future where they'll be discussing my horror film. Discussing the yeah the, the architecture of a, a house and whether trapdoors or normal doors <laughs> yeah. are, are the way to go. Um, and then I, I'm just watching this, this scene now. So he's uh, pulled the, the scissors, the dental scissors or whatever out of the, the drawer um, and he's now walking into his son's bedroom. Yeah, to- I'm in exactly the same part. We must have started at the yeah. same point. Yeah. Um, he's just to, touching his head now. Oh, no, he's just walked in the room for me. <laughs> I mean, this, this, um, this from my point, scene that's coming up. I, I was just going to, yeah, take it back a step. Like, I, I'm I'm a pretty heavy sleeper, I'd, I'd like to think. But if me somebody too. was fiddling, fiddling around my hair, cutting bits of it, I would wake up. I would wake up because I'd be like, I've got hair? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it doesn't even look like those scissors sharp. He has to chop away at the hair before it even comes away. Like, that would hurt. If you ever cut your hair with blunt scissors or a and blunt blade. And right on the tips as well, like, it's sort of the worst place you could use to cut. And also, like, there is a whole head there, and he seems to manage to find yeah. the... goes perfect- directly to the right spot, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> and it's a tiny little fucking thing as well. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you'd need a nick comb or something to spot it, but yeah, he finds it in one one go. He knew something. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. And he's got yeah, his- this uh, this attack, this this fight that's coming up quite a lot, quite heavily cut. The um, team and Billy Whitelaw because they deemed it far too excessive. Oh, really? Quite a lot of it. Yeah, which makes me intrigued as to what they cut out. Probably not much compared to today's standards. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, it's a pretty brutal fight. Not just that, how yeah, many birthmarks? Insane. How many birthmarks do you know look like that where it's black rather than pink? Um, it looks like a tattoo rather than a birthmark. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You feel like someone's faking it. Yeah. Or. <laughs> I might just get it done, like go go up to ritual arts and say, "Can you put this pattern in my head?" <laughs> do you know what? So- I'm actually I'm actually quite tempted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're bald. People see it. Like- yeah, have it done really small as well, just so like it's not like barely visible. If you're gonna get any head tattoos, surely you want the uh, um, barcode like Hitman. No, yes, and I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't get my head tattooed just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I've done stranger things. I'm not a head tattoo kind of guy, you know. (laughs) 
yeah, you can't even be bothered to have hair on your head. Why would exactly, you yeah. Fuck that shit. I don't like anything <laughs> on my head. <laughs> Apart from wax. Yeah. No, that's just natural. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Look at it. Whoa. <laughs> I can see my future, mate. <laughs> yeah, I did cut it earlier. So then we get to the uh, the alternate ending. Alternate ending? Yes. Yeah. Well, the original ending was was three. Um, oh, right. Okay, yeah. He kills him, and then there are three coffins. I'll get you. Yeah. Three coffins. And uh, apparently at the end, um, Richard Donner shouted at the kid and was like, don't you dare laugh. And that's why he laughs. At the end. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Creepy little shit bag. He is a creepy little shit. That's not me playing with the microphone, by the way. Just for the record, look. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, get it watched. Yeah, surely get it watched. Yeah. If you haven't. But it might be one of those things where, you know, this was like the first time I saw it. Um because it's just one of those things I think when a film becomes so classic and you kind of go, yeah, I'll get around to watching that. Yeah, I'll get around to watching that. And then, you you know, you never get around to watching it. Have a watch of it. Yeah, it was Have a, a first, watch, watch. first watch for me as well. Um, and I thought I would not really enjoy it that much. But like I said before, taking Gregory Peck's acting and the kid's annoying face aside, um, it's actually a good film. Yeah, it's a great film. I mean, it's not my first watch, but it might as well be because I haven't seen it since the 90s. I didn't remember anything, really. No. Well done, Richard Donner, for a... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, not just for this, but your whole career. He'll go far, <laughs> I reckon, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now here's, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> I want to take you somewhere. I want to take you somewhere different. We've been there once before, lads. Um, but we can fly over the Amazon jungle. I've had a little fly over the Amazon jungle. Um, and I did see that one person said uh, Heather in in very in variety uh, keep away from this seller DVD didn't work so that's about all the Amazon had to offer us so we flew yeah. over the Amazon and we we landed we landed in a great a great big field right? ah. a great big field that smells like gone off ketchup why does it smell like that because we are going going to go and have a little pour through the great big fields of all them rotten tomatoes. Um, yeah. There isn't a jingle for that. So, okay, two, two very different directions, but, but that's fine. We, we got that. uh, and Andrew A says, hasn't aged well, isn't really that scary or horrifying, and originates from religious nonsense. <laughs> well, again... Really, nonsense would assume you're, you know, depends where you stand, doesn't it? At least the, the, the priest wasn't shouting the, the power of Christ compels you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody fuck themselves with a crucifix. <laughs> exactly. David H. says, stupid movie based on an even stupider idea, the Antichrist. That's it. Half a star he gave for that one. So there's another <laughs> half star review. Here's one. Uh, absolutely horrible. The Omen does not deserve its classical status. Not in my opinion. It's no different than any other 70s exploitation flicks. Whereas rubbish, like Last House on the Left, that is rubbish, and others were considered trashy and confined to grindhouse cinemas. 
The Omen, a really crap title when you think about it, is undeservedly got a higher status because of the cast. And then it just rambles on and on and on. (laughs) Fuck me running. Okay, I think I'm going to need to crack out the music for this one. Okay. Is this Neglectful Killer? No, this is Lexi W. Oh. When you go to see a horror film, you expect to be frightened. In fact, the definition of the horror genre is a mo- they've just they've literally given a full definition. A movie that has the capacity to frighten, scare, or startle their readers or viewers by inducing feelings of horror or terror. Richard Donner's The Omen is not a movie you would want to see. A horror film that lacks excitement and is dr- a drug out and oh and is drug out and is a waste of time. Although at times it does provide a good scare, the majority of the movie is lacking entertainment. It fails to grab your attention for a very long, and the storyline is long and confusing. All in all, not a good use of your time. He then proceeds... Sounds fucked off. That's fair. (laughs) It then proceeds to just give you the entire plot of the movie. Uh... That's like, uh, I've read a quarter of what that was. Fucking hell. Because the rest is fucking nonsense. This was Some December people got 4th. too much time on their hands. Yeah, 2015 that was written. Who I don't watch a horror film to be like, i tell you what I'd like to be, absolutely terrified the entire time. What the fuck? I've just thought back to a, a fun fact um, for the film that I read. Um, Go on. So apparently um, they did an early screening in the US um, of this on the 6th of June, um, 1976. Ooh. And while uh, the, the people were in the audience watching oh, the film... I didn't realise the date. <laughs> yeah, um, apparently they, they went out onto the streets and put loads of posters up um, to, to signify 666. <laughs> so then when the, the people came out, they, they obviously spotted these posters and freaked out over the whole thing. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was quite a clever behind-the-scenes um, wow. way of involving the general public. Yeah, I love a bit of that. I wish they still did things like that nowadays, like uh, just went above and beyond with cinema releases. Yeah. Made it a party. Well, they probably do, but we we don't see anything like that in the UK. It's all done for the Americans. I've I've been to a few things like that, like um, when um, uh, the the newer Star Wars films came out at Odeon, they had a load of like... uh, 501st members down there, like loads of stormtroopers and things like that. But well, n- now COVID's going to be the end of cinema. Uh, no, it's maybe. not. You fucking heathen. <laughs> <laughs> cinema will be back stronger than ever. You wait. We'll see. You wait. It's so, fucking better be, otherwise my life won't be worth living. Well, you've got to sit on your own home now. You've yeah, literally... but it's not the same. No, because you haven't got a 5.1 surround sound system. <laughs> There's nothing like sitting in a cinema with other people and watching a film. Yeah, there is. It's amazing. It's just amazing fucking experience. Oh, I've said this before. Uh, I was blown away by watching Tenet on IMAX. Yeah, um, see? There was no way you can There's get There's no comparison. Yeah, you yeah. imagine watching Tenet on your TV at home for the first time. Well, I, I have watched it at home because obviously I yeah, own it I now. Yeah, I have I, but not for the first time on TV. Do you know what I mean? Fuck no, that. Not even that's close. Not, that's not how I want to see anything for the first time. 
I was lucky to see Greenland on my projector. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, because I really enjoyed that, but I wouldn't have got the same feeling from that film if I'd watched it on the TV. Did, Ed, what did you think of it? Hey, mate. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I watched it on my TV. Yeah, but the difference is that you're not a fucking cinema addict. No. That's not your preferred way of seeing films. No, I'd rather be laid down on my sofa. Yeah, oh, no. I want to see it on the biggest screen possible with the best sound system possible. So on that note, have we got any recommendations for this week? Uh, I have. Well, we'll start with you then, Paul. Well, if you refer back to the podcast about 15 minutes, Chris already did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, my cat was going nuts because I've forgotten to feed her. <laughs> no, it's the, uh, I'm going to recommend the short series on Netflix about the Cecil Hotel. It's called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And it's about the weird fucking death of Alyssa Lamb. It's weird as fuck. Watch it. Well, there's loads of podcasts about it too. So if you just want to know the story, just do whatever you want. But do something involving the story because it's fucking crazy. Yeah, fucking mental. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, I I think I'll have to find a, a few hours to sit down and watch that. Yeah. Four hours, because four parts, one hour each. All right, four hours, like few, four. <laughs> well, actually, it's less, less than that, they're about 53 minutes each, if you want to be real precise. So a few hours now. <laughs> Shit. I do the math, but I fucking hate maths, and I'm terrible at it, so I'm not really... Um, Here's my cat with the sound effects again. Now, she's for somehow, she, there's a Christmas bauble come from somewhere, which she's knocking around the floor. <laughs> I love cats. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is really simple: just fucking watch Annihilation if you haven't. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, just do that. Just do that. And if you haven't watched it in the last, like, I'd say six months, go and watch it again. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Do it. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Um. Well, as you know, I'm a, a complete tech head uh, or gadget freak. So if it's slightly technology related or gadget related, I have to own one um, or at least experience it. So I, I, my recommendation would have to be my robot Hoover. Didn't you recommend that last time? No. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it now thinking, I've not mentioned you. You're obsessed with that fucking Hoover. It's fucking awesome, mate. Like, seriously, I can go up to bed, set it off, and then, like, everything's clean for me. I love it. So, yeah, I, I I thought it was just a gimmick. Um, and probably in the early days it probably was. But that thing seriously hoovers my floor. And if you're a lazy lazy cunt like me, then get one. <laughs> well, my uh, TV one would have been the same as Paul's, um, the Elisa Lamb documentary. But I've got another one. One that's a bit of a laugh. Um, there's a cycle Inspira bot. Um, and this is basically an AI that creates um, these inspirational posters. Really good. It's really good. It's just come out fucking horrendous and funny beyond belief. <laughs> so we, these have been shared around at work all the time at the moment. They, they beg a belief. Yeah, definitely just, just go on there and just hit regenerate and it will create a new one. And honestly, fucking crazy shit. I'll drop a few of them that I've already got into the group chat. When yeah. Have a, yeah. What's this Inspirable. called? Inspirable. Inspirable. Yeah. What is it? Right. Like a it's website a good time. or an app or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a website. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's all it is, just it's one page, you just hit refresh and it creates a inspirational phrase or saying over a stock photograph. But the phrases are just, you know, they're created by AI and they're just love it. I honestly fucking beg <laughs> believe. Even you know, I can I can give you a couple straight off because we saved them. They're so good. So here we go. You can have <laughs> Kittens, they love to swallow you, was that one. Was, that was weirdly coincidental. <laughs> yeah. Your penis eats people with a little inspirational photograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Well, just just the past five minutes, just have a laugh on there. Brilliant. Speaking of websites, we've got a website. We do. That's got a little addition, in it? Oh, it certainly has. Well remembered. I forgot about that. So if you pop your web browser onto afterhorror.co.uk um not only will you see a beautifully designed and crafted masterpiece of um stuff uh, that i've done um so you can listen back to old episodes or um whatever the case may be you can now leave us little voicemails so there's a little sidebar on the the right hand side that you click it um you, it doesn't cost you any sort of mobile credits or anything like that it just records straight to a server that we can pick up the, the audio files from um 90 minutes or 90 seconds worth of audio um drop us a a thing yeah like anything you want like if you want to give us your opinion on the film we've watched or recommendations for films or the best looking yeah cast men- member we then. We're, we're four pricks that can't do podcasts properly three pricks and a anything, anything you want to do Record it, send it in. We'll play it on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get it out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah it, it, we thought it'd so, be a bit of fun. Yeah, if you've ever wanted to hear your voice on a distinctly mediocre podcast, you chuck it on over. You yeah. say that we're, right. we're gonna we're gonna take over the world, and then you're gonna look back and go, "We're not mediocre." Yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> we actually, are. We, we're not even at mediocre yet. <laughs> we strive for mediocre. <laughs> we need to find out what that is in Latin. And that's going to be oh, our, right, yeah. that's going to be our thing. There's our got crest. To be, there's got yeah. to be some kind of fucking. Google. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It would be like strive for mediocrity or something. Hang on. Yeah. In, in Latin. Yeah. Medi- yeah. Go ahead. Go it's condendum mediocrita mediocritatum. Um. <laughs> I've I've got very slightly different uh, contendent mediocritate. <laughs> I well, like that. Sounds more like Event Horizon, so we go with that one. So so Paul, it's your go this week. It is. Um, what do you what do you reckon? Because uh, of in aid of the snow, in honor of the snow, uh, we're gonna go for jo- John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. <sighs> oh yeah, <Yeah>, buddy. <laughs> That's exciting. Well, well, I do remember. I mean, we, the last... we can cut that episode short right now. Just get it watched. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Until next time, he's been Paul. He's been Dan. He's been Chris. And he's been Mike. Bye. I love you. Bye. 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 Bye.